0: Hello, I'm Tyler Callahan, and welcome to Box Office Receipts Plus. As mentioned in the announcement podcast, this is a spinoff of sorts with episodes focusing on one specific topic regarding the Hollywood box office. I figured this would be the best way to have the discussions while leaving the regular Box Office Receipts episodes for the current news and updates. So for the first episode, I wanted to talk about the state of Warner Brothers in 2019, as in go through the movies one by one. How did they do compared to their budget? And what kind of year did they have? So, pretty simple. I will go in release order and wrap it up at the end. So, the first one up is the Lego movie 2, the second part. Now, honestly, this first movie really was the warning that this would not be a great year for the studio. The movie made 105 million domestic and a worldwide total of 191.3 million. That number by itself is bad, but it is even worse when compared to the rest of the franchise. The first Lego movie back in 2014 was a breakout hit, with 257 million domestic and 469 million worldwide. Even the next movie, three years later, did well, with Lego Batman movie making 175 million domestic and 311 million worldwide. Now. Let's get to the movie that killed the franchise, the Ninjago movie. First, I don't know why they didn't space these out with it coming out in the same year as the Lego Batman movie. They should have had that in early 2018, give it a good year of breathing room. And, you know, if you did it in, say, February 2018 with the Lego movie 2019, you'd have three years of consistent Lego movies in February. So I don't know why they had the have it come out in September. Anyway, this one was the worst performer with 59 million domestic and 123 million worldwide. This then leads us to the Lego movie 2. So what happened here, I think, was the release schedule of these movies. So the first was in 2014. What they should have done was see if they can have a repeat success with the Lego Movie 2 immediately, coming out two to three years from the first one. Then, if that was also a hit, then you work on spin-offs. Yes, Batman worked, but that's because it's Batman, and he was a great part of the first one. Also, what does not help here is that there are a bunch of straight-to-direct DVD, Blu-ray and Lego movies that come out constantly, a lot with the DC characters as well, so you can't really blame people for not being able to tell the difference which at first glance I can't yeah I can't blame them like if you look at the covers like what's the difference so the first movie for 2019 for Warner Brothers was supposed to be one of their big animated movies of the year instead it was a pretty big misfire not a flop but a big disappointment the budget was around 100 million so you know not really making much money here Next up was a romantic comedy called Isn't It Romantic starring Rebel Wilson. And there's not much to go on here. Looking at Box Office Mojo, there's no reported budget or international numbers. This could have been a move Warner Brothers, a movie Warner Brothers sold the international rights to, which would have been a smart move. But for domestic, it made around $48 million. So assuming the budget you know, for a comedy like this, $20 million, And selling off international rights, this should have been a small success for a studio. Now for me, this was the first big shock of the year. And it was just Sam. On paper, this movie had everything needed to make it be a big hit. Superhero movie with more of a light side, something people have been complaining about not having in the DC movies. The cast is also solid, and trailers released for it were also really good. This led up to a release with good reviews, and this turned into 140 million domestic and 364 million worldwide. This puts it in the last place for the DC EU, both domestically and worldwide. So, what happened? Personally, I'm not too sure. I think one thing that could have been here was the advertising. Hiding the entire third act of the movie, and because of that, maybe people thought the movie was low budget and there was not much happening. I've also heard that some of the jokes and just the idea of foster homes is too American for international audiences, but I do not think that is the case because the ratio split was 61% international and 38% domestic. When you break it down, it is a domestic audience that did not show up and it should have gotten closer to 200 million. Now, the reported budget is around 100 million, so overall it should make a small profit for the studio when all is said and done. And there are already rumors that the studio is developing Shazam too. So this is like Lego Movie—not a flop, but it should have easily made another 100 to 150 million overall. We got the studio's first horror movie of the year with The Curse of Lorena which is kind of in the Conjuring franchise, but. For advertising, they really did not make that point across, just that it is from the producers of the franchise. For this, it performed like a standard horror movie, which is mediocre to bad reviews, cheap budget, and an easy profit. Off a budget of 9 million, not including marketing, it made 54 million domestic and 122 million worldwide. So, not much to say here, except the biggest profit based on money spent for Warner Brothers so far is a cheap horror movie. Now we are heading into summer, with the studio's first movie being Detective Pikachu. Now, I'm not sure how much the studio actually spent on this uh, movie since this was a universal movie last year before it switched to Warner Brothers with Legendary Pictures signing a new deal with Warner Brothers. But, looking at the facts, the reported budget is $150 million, and it made $144 million domestic and $431 million worldwide. I think this is a moderate success for the studio depending on how much they spent on advertising. I personally thought if we would have made a bit more in the six to 700000000 range, but Still, 431 million is a respectable amount. We got a bomb alert now. With the sun is also a star. This is a youth novel adaptation and only made 4.9 million domestic and 6.6 million worldwide. Looking at the list of foreign countries it was released in, it was released in a decent amount of countries. It's just that no one went to see it. Now, the budget for this has not been reported, but unless the budget was two million or under, it's a flop. Next up is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, as yes. This was a big mix misstep, even bigger than Shazam. On a budget of 170 million, Godzilla made 110 million domestic, 385 million worldwide. Straight up, that is terrible. For comparison, the one back in 2014 made 200 million domestic and 529 million worldwide. Even the other movie in the franchise, Kong Skull Island, made 170 million domestic and 566 million worldwide. And that was released just two years ago. So what we saw here, ladies and gentlemen, was a straight collapse of the franchise which is not good when one of the marquee movies for Warner Brothers in 2020 is Godzilla vs. Kong. I think what happened is that people just do not care as much anymore. The trailers were good and the movie did fix some of the issues from the last one and that there's more fighting and the reviews were mixed but not bad so I think this again goes to people just not caring and it does make me wonder how Godzilla vs. Kong will do next year. I would say this is close this is closer to Break even for the studio, and after home video sales, a tiny profit. But this is supposed to be one of their biggest movies. That's that's not good. We got another movie with no international numbers. With Shaft, the studio did sell this movie to Netflix for to international customers. So obviously that helped cover the cost of the movie. And for domestic numbers, the movie made 21 million, which is not great. You can't really say if this was uh, successful for the studio or not because we don't have the numbers for the budget or how much they sold the right for. But I would say they did make small profit off it. I would like to think the budget for the movie is around thirty million and you know, maybe a lot of that's pay Samuel Jackson. Warner Brothers got another horror movie up at the plate with Annabelle Comes Home. This is another movie in the conjuring universe, and it's the third Annabelle movie. This one has not performed as well as the other Annabelle movies, but assuming the budget is small, it does not matter. The movie so far has made seventy two million domestic and two hundred and twenty million worldwide. The Budget here is not reported, but the last one, Annabelle Creation, had a budget of fifteen million. If the budget for again, uh Annabelle Comes Home is similar, then easy profit again for the studio, and right now this looks to be the biggest success story for them for the summer. Now let's talk about how Warner Brothers ended their summer with the kitchen, which is surprisingly technically a DC movie. On a budget of thirty eight million, which <sighs> it opened to five point five million and only grows twelve point one million domestic for a worldwide total of of $15 million. This was a train wreck and the only reason it was not a bigger one is because people did not care about it to begin with so it was quickly forgotten. There was one more small movie in August which was Blinded by the Light, a movie Warner Brothers bought from Sundance earlier in the year. It made $18 million worldwide so while they lost some money at the box office, they may be able to make some on the back end with streaming and DVD sales. Looking to the fall, this is where Warner Brothers was able to relax a bit by bringing out the clowns to lighten the mood. First clown was good old Pennywise and it chapter two. While it did not make as much as the first, it did make two hundred and eleven million domestically for a worldwide total of four hundred and seventy two million off a budget of eighty million. So a solid success here. And considering the year they had, it is a great hit. But not too fast though. Warner brothers had another bomb right after that with the Goldfinch. Oh you thought you were done with disappointment. Well Warner Brothers was not, and by the way, this is a bigger bomb than the kitchen. On a forty million dollar budget, the goldfinch made nine point nine million worldwide. That's right. It did not even hit $10 million around the world. There are some waves about how, oh, this could be, you know, win some awards and how it would help, but the report reviews killed that idea. So yeah, the hits keep coming for Warner Brothers and it will not be a last. But before we get to those, let's talk about one of the biggest movies of the year with Joker. This movie exploded out of the gate with a solid box office opening and it just kept going. On a budget of $70 million, it made $334 million domestically and $1.06 billion worldwide making it the first R-rated movie to pass a billion. While the reviews said it was good not great, the word of mouth was strong, and the public and the awards seemed to agree with the movie, winning some Golden Globes, as well as some Film Festival Awards, and at this time, nominated for a lot of Oscars. Joker is the sole reason this year has not been an unmitigated disaster for the studio, and with the help from it, has bounced out some of the bombs, like Goldfinch, like The Kitchen. Party's over though, and we are back to the bombs with Motherless Brooklyn. The movie, based on a book directed, produced, and acted by Edward Norton, had a budget of around 26 million, but only came in with 17.5 million worldwide. So, this is not a big bomb like the Goldfinch or the Kitchen. However, it did lose a bit of money at the box office, and it will take a while in streaming and Blu ray sales to turn a profit. Next up is a small movie that made a small profit The Good Liar. This was made on a budget of 10 million and made 17 million domestic and 31.8 million worldwide. So, while not a money maker, it looks a lot better than a lot of the movies Warner Brothers had this year, which can only be a good thing. For the holidays, Warner Brothers had the latest movie from Clint Eastwood with Richard Jewell. So far, as of this recording, it has not been anywhere close to to the success they had last year with The Mule, probably because that had Clint Eastwood also acting in it. Right now, it has made 23 million worldwide, with 21 million of it domestically, on a rumored budget of 45 million. Really is a movie that will get more attention outside of theaters, but even then, Got a ways to go to make a profit. Finally, the last movie is Just Mercy, which as of this recording does not have much info on as it has made 400000 in its limited release before its wide release in early January. I am still adding it though because technically it is a 2019 movie. So that is all the movies released by Warner Brothers for the year and while a lot of it was doom and gloom domestically, they did not have a bad year considering what happened. Now obviously Disney kept having hit after hit after hit and that resulted being in the number one studio domestically by a landslide. Coming in at 3.8 billion. Jesus Christ. But Warner Brothers actually came in second place with 1.574 billion and coming in at a solid 200 million over third place Sony Pictures. Note, this is for the domestic market. It was difficult to find a running total for worldwide numbers for the studios. Now, what lessons can be learned from this year for Warner Brothers? One thing Warner Brothers should do is scale back certain mid range movies. For example, The Goldfinch should not cost $40 million and The Kitchen should not cost $38 million. A24 is a studio to look at when making well-produced dramas, with most budgets being under 10 million. Now, yes, it does help the studio focus more on new directors uh, and up-and-coming directors as well, and that does help. But a lot of their most recent movies have been very well received and have made a profit. Lesson number two: Warner Brothers is, should really work on their horror movies. Horror movies are an easy cash grab. You know, look at Bloomhouse and Universal. And while each of their main horror movies made money, they could expand on it more. Now that it is done, their only line of horror movies is the Conjuring universe. But there should be more standalone, unique horror movies. Lesson three: is to take more risks with DC, and this is clearly shown with Joker, a seventy million dollar R-rated standalone DC villain movie, made over one billion, and is now standing to be nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, Director. The list goes on. I will say it does help that this is a well-made movie about one of the most famous villains of all time. I highly doubt you put the same effort around a standalone, you know, Penguin movie it would do as good. But it showed the formula can work. We can already see this a bit with the new of Prey movie being rated R, as well as possibly the new Suicide Squad movie. What I'm saying here is Marvel Studios seems like they're going to start taking more risks with mature content with Deadpool, and Warner Brothers can actually jump and beat them to it with the unique characters they have in DC. To wrap it up, here are three lessons Warner Brothers executives should take from 2019. One, scale back the budgets of mid-range movies. Two, improve and expand the horror lineup. And three, take more risks with DC and its characters. Now that I've come to the end of this episode, I would hope to improve them from here. While a lot of this sounded like number reading, I wanted to do it because I felt after a year of movies doing good and bad, it's smart to get a perspective on everything. Me personally, seeing all these bombs, I thought, damn, Warner Bros. is having a terrible year, and they didn't have a good year, but they still came number two domestically, studio-wise, so that is something. I plan to do one more of these for Universal Studios and then move on to other unique topics for the Plus series. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Box Office Receipts Plus, and see you next time.